That didn't get much. But all kidding aside, I want to commend you for coming out on Christmas morning to church. You know, a bunch of people told me it was cracking me up. It's never landed on Sunday before. I've been in the ministry 20-some years. This is the third time. The last time it happened was 2016. And it won't happen again for 11 more years. For some of you, that's good news. You won't have to do it again. You'll be with Jesus already probably in 11 years. That didn't get much either, did it? But even more exciting than that, I believe Jesus is coming back again, just like we said, before 11 years is up. And I don't know about y'all, either way, it's going to be all right because Jesus came and our Savior is coming. As we come today, um, we're going to look at something right quick in the Word of God from the book of Galatians chapter 4. And you know, I don't know what you think about Christmas and um, what it means, but for everyone who understands, it's all Jesus. Jesus is what Christmas is. And the wonderful truth is that God's plan, before he ever created anything, before the foundation of the world was ever laid, before he ever breathed a life of breath into Adam and formed him from the dust, he'd already made a plan that he would send forth his son, Jesus Christ, to save his creation. And the Bible tells us, if you look right here with me, in verse 4 of chapter 4 in the book of Galatians, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Father, we thank you so much. That in your great wisdom you sent the Savior, the Lord Jesus, to come and to be born of the virgin, born of a woman, so that he could be human. But because you sent him, he was God. And so that he might, Lord, die for our sins and redeem us from the curse of the law. And Lord, as we gather here today, we celebrate his birth. But more than anything, we celebrate just because he is the I am, the great one who always will be, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And we look forward to his coming again. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when we look at that, it's hard for us. We've been kind of looking at the incarnation and, you know, the fullness of time. In God's timetable, not man's, when the exact religious, cultural, and political conditions demanding the Father's perfect plan were in place, God sent forth his Son. Now, you know, I don't know if you really think about that. In the fullness of time, Jesus came into the world, and he was sent by his Father. And you ever think about what all it took to make and prepare to make sense? You know, without the Old Covenant, the New Covenant doesn't make sense. Without the Old Testament and everything that God allowed to happen in it, Jesus coming wouldn't make sense either. You see, from the beginning of what we see in the history of God revealing himself to us in the word of God, from Genesis all the way, God was preparing us so that we would understand and realize our need for a Savior. When sin entered in, God wasn't surprised. He wasn't caught off guard. When Adam and Eve walked out of the garden with the sacrificed skins of animals upon them to cover their sin, the cross was already on the horizon. God already knew his plan was already in effect, and God had a day 
in the fulfillment of time when he would send forth his son, born of a virgin in a little place, Bethlehem, that none of us would have ever heard of, in a little nowhere country named Israel that wouldn't mean anything had not Jesus Christ been born there. And friends, as God began to work out his plan, he gave us the sacrificial system. The first thing was to cover sin, was the innocent animal that he put over them to hide their shame as they walked out of the Garden of Eden. And from there, Cain and Abel, and Abel gave a blood sacrifice, and God accepted it because there's no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. I didn't make that. God did. And that innocent animal was accepted. And Cain committed more sin. He killed his brother. From there, we see the sacrificial system progress. The Passover lamb. We see from the Passover lamb the day of atonement that once a year they would sacrifice an animal to represent the whole nation and every family would bring an animal to represent their sins. And it was a looking to the ultimate sacrifice that was pointing to the lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. When Jesus was born, his destiny had already been set His purpose was already clear. He was born to die for for man. And you know, when we begin to look, Peter tells us, but knowing that we were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish, without spot. And he says, he indeed was foreordained. Foreordained, that means preplanned, before the foundation of the world. And he has been revealed to us in these last times before the foundation of the world the father's plan was that he would love the world so much that he created that he would give his only begotten son so that whoever believed in him wouldn't have to perish but have everlasting life the love of God is so above and beyond the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 that God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were still sinners Christ died for us and you know today we do celebrate his birth and we should and we should recognize that awesome truth that God's son was born of a virgin a little girl named Mary and became a human being just like us but he was a human but he was never not God and because he was God he could live the law he was born under the law but he overcame the law unlike anybody else on earth ever will and he overcame the law because he was God But because he was submitted to himself and humbled himself, he was under the law just like us. And the Bible says in the text I just read to you, it says that he came to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive the adoption as sins. The redemption price was the life of the Son of God. It was the life of this baby that we celebrate, this innocent child that was born, that was laid in a manger. He grew up, and guys, never think that his life was taken. His life was given. Jesus says in John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Then he says in John 10, 17, therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up. This is given to me by my father. It was the plan of God that this child would die for our sins. John the Baptist, who was the one who prepared the way for his coming, the last thing he said before he turned men from his ministry 
to receive Christ was, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And there's nothing else that can take our sins and cleanse us and remove them and forgive us but what Jesus did for us when he came to redeem us as the sons and daughters of God. You know, it is a wonderful thing to remember and celebrate the birth of Jesus. But you know, when you look in the scriptures, and if you want to turn with me here, we're going to begin to enter into taking communion this morning. We're going to be in Corinthians version in place of the communion meal in chapter 11. And you know, Jesus never said, remember my birthday. He never said to remember a whole lot of things, but there is one thing that he said to remember, and he said that it is to become what we call in the church as a special time of committal as we come to share. And it was so special that the Apostle Paul says in chapter 11, verse 23, for I received from the Lord, he got it from Jesus, he said, I've received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Now, guys, I want you to look at this. Paul said, for I received from the Lord. And then he said, that which I was del- also delivered to you. You know, anything we receive from God's grace, we ought to deliver to somebody else. That's a perfect example. Now, I told you all I wasn't going to preach, but that's hard to skip. Amen. <laughs> Paul said, it was delivered to me, so I gave it to you. And he says, on that night that he was portrayed, we all know the story. Every one of us who are Christians and are disciples and students of the word of God that makes this day so special to us. It says that he took bread and it says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. You know, today, Christmas could never be complete. It would never accomplish its objective without the death, burial, and resurrection of Easter Sunday. And so today... It's hard for us to believe that that little baby from the day it was laid in the manger was destined to a hill called Calvary to die for us. And, you know, I don't know of anything that could honor Jesus more on his birthday than to honor what his whole purpose and being here was for, than to thank him for his sacrifice, his gift of his life for us so that we might have life. So we're going to take time this morning, and we're going to have communion We're going to do it in a way that we do here. If you're not with us, we invite you to take it with us. If you are a believer who is saved and you have been baptized and you are a born-again believer, we're going to take this bread, we're going to bless it, we're going to break it, we're going to take the cup, and we're going to bless it. And then we're going to invite you to come with your families together, break the bread off, just dip it into, it's not wine, but it's, fruit of the vine and then you can take it and if you're not you're uncomfortable with that we would understand if you're not able to walk up this morning if you wait when I get through and you raise your hand I will come to you for those of you who may not be able to walk 
But I think this is a special way that I enjoy as a pastor administering it to you, to get to see you, to get to tell you this morning that God loves you. He died for you. Merry Christmas. What a greater gift is that than eternal life. So this morning, I'm going to take this bread, and as the Lord did on that night, as he directed Paul to deliver to us to do the same, that as often as we take this bread and take this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And so as we take this bread, Father, we thank you today for the body of Christ, the child who was born of the virgin, who lived a sinless life among us, God in the flesh, your son, the son of man. As he came and died on the cross for us, we thank you for his broken body, and we bless this bread today in his name. Amen. And then he said, take the cup. And he said, this is the blood of the new covenant of my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. And so, Lord, today we ask you to bless the cup, to bless this time of remembrance as we understand and celebrate the shedding of blood so that we might be forgiven and cleansed of our sins. And, Lord, we thank you for sending Jesus for, Lord, the wonderful story and for, Lord, just the overwhelming truth that is proclaimed throughout the Word of God that from the beginning, Lord, you loved us enough that you would give your best, your best would come and give his life, and through all of that, Lord, we have hope of eternal life with you. And so, Lord, as we take this communion meal today, be with us and bless us as we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If anyone wants to come, Jonathan, if you could come first with your family. The body of Christ and the blood of Christ. Shed for your sins.
if everybody's got a candle, there's going to be some men show up here in a minute and help you all to get them lit and you can light them. And I apologize. I didn't realize we didn't know how to turn these lights off without shutting this down completely off. But So we're going to have the candle. We're not in the dark like last year. But we only get to do this every so often in daytime. But anyway, as we sing, we're going to sing a couple songs. So if you get your candles lit, would you stand with me together? And we're going to sing a few songs to Jesus. And before we get started, on the way out, I forgot to get something to put those in. I'm sorry, I was in pressure this morning. But if you blow them out, we'll have somebody back here and just put them back in the little basket on the way out. And hopefully it won't catch on fire. Okay. But anyway, well, um, as y'all start lighting, we're going to have a word of prayer. And when we get through, Brother Jonathan and them's going to lead us. How many of y'all has enjoyed the Christmas music all month? I'm going to miss it. Thank y'all for leading us through Christmas singing all month. And as y'all lead us the rest of this time, we thank y'all and love you. How many of you like and love to sing songs about Jesus? That's what we're going to do here in a minute. And so anyway, we are thankful to have you with us today. When we get through, at the end of this, we'll close in prayer. And then we'll bless and our offering will be taken on the way out. But I hope you have a great, wonderful day. And I'm looking. I told y'all 30 minutes. I almost have made it. But that's closer than most of us thought. So anyway, but we started five minutes late. So anyway, let's pray. Father, we thank you for a time to celebrate the communion meal together and the significance of Christmas. And we just pray now, Lord, as we sing to you that we'll honor and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you want, you can blow your candle out. Something, one thing before. You know, certainly we ought to go and tell everybody we know about Jesus and his coming. But you know, before we leave, this is about Jesus. And you know, I know sometimes we sing Jesus, a happy birthday. I was thinking, and God put something on my heart that I want to leave you to think about. If you could give Jesus anything for Christmas that would bless him, that would show him how appreciative, thankful, and grateful you are for him and what he's done for you. There's a song God put on my heart, and I just want to share with you something to ponder, something to think about. But if we ask God, say, Lord, make this true in my heart. Make this a reality. How many of you remember the old song, I'd rather have Jesus than anything? You know, we all had something for Christmas we was hoping for under that tree. But I don't know about you, if it wouldn't have been for the one who hung on the tree, it wouldn't none of it matter. But this old song will make you really think, I think about what would bless Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand. Think of how that would bless Jesus when that is true in our lives. And look at this next verse, and then we're going to sing them together. The chorus. That means move. (laughs) Then to be the king of a vast domain. I want them to see it. Something. Technical difficulties on Christmas. Okay, look at there. Then to be a king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything. You know, that is a wonderful thing. Can you imagine the heart when God looks and he says, that one wants me more than anything. That's the greatest thing I believe we can give Jesus because that's all we really have to give him is our heart. Give him all of our heart. And I'm asking God to help me do do better than I'm doing this year. How about you? So let's sing this together and make this as we go through the rest of Christmas. Make this our aim to give Jesus everything. Would you sing it with me and then we'll be dismissed. And Brother John, after we sing it, close us in prayer. Bless the Lord.
Lord, Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here today. I thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus, that your body was broken, Lord. Your blood was shed so that we could have salvation. I thank you, Lord, for your birth, for all the things, Lord, that you've given us this Christmas season. Lord, I pray for those, Lord, that are, are suffering loss this year, Lord. Maybe they're sick. Anything that's going on, Lord, I pray that you'd be with our families that, that couldn't be here, be with those that are traveling. Father God, I pray that you would uh, bless this day, Lord, as we get together with our families, Lord. Help us to remind our families what you did on the cross for us, Lord. What this season really is about is about Jesus. And we just thank you and praise you for that, Lord. Help us to be the light today. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.